Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Jacob Albrock, Tommy Kester. This is Sports Daily on Wichita's number one sports radio, 97.5 and 1240 KFH. All right, welcome in, everybody. It's a Monday on Sports Daily, a reaction Monday, and we have lots to reaction to. KU fans feeling pretty good after taking down those pesky Missouri Tigers. K-State fans feeling good after a big win over LSU. Shocker fans, not so much. Chiefs fans, not so much here on a Monday. We'll get into all of it throughout the show here today. I'm Jacob Albrocht alongside Tommy Caster. Max Power in with us, producing for us for Chad Chambers, who's out for a little while. He'll be back later this week. Glad to have Max in. Glad to have you on board with us as well. Whether you're listening to us over the air, whether you're watching us on our video streams on Facebook, on YouTube, or on Twitch, uh, we appreciate your viewership Either way, you can get in touch with the program on the IHOP hotline, 869-1240. It's open for you. We're going to give away some movie tickets today, so stay tuned for your opportunity to win those. Welcome in. Let's start with the Chiefs, Tommy. Well, first of all, I guess, how are you this morning? I'm good. Good weekend. Uh, you and I got together yesterday, watched the, the Chiefs game, had a good time with that. I broke my uh, soup is not a meal stance for the party. Mm-hmm. I, I don't believe it long term. I'm not going to, like convert change my mind but for one night only i was okay with that uh your wife made some delicious chili and it was easy to and some cornbread just crumble that cornbread up in there uh and and toss it in the chili and boom you got yourself a full meal uh it it was it was delicious Uh, beans in the chili i wasn't (laughs) i wasn't gonna say anything before i got a look at it but i'm i'm very much a beans and chili person um, which I think is counter to where I'm from. I, I think the no beans yeah. and chili might be a Texas thing, uh, but that's hot garbage. Put the, put some beans in that chili for me, please. Uh, my mom made it growing up with beans. That's how I, that's, that it, chili needs beans. Uh, let's just get that out of the way right now. Uh, but it was delicious. We had a good time. We watched the Chiefs. That was not as good a time watching them uh, stumble through as we still try to evaluate what this team is and can be. Um, it's it's an interesting discussion. It's finally boiled over, I think, as you could see in the postgame comments. You know, last week, Mahomes and Kelsey were quick to, you know, nah, nah, it's on us, it's on us. But, but I think after three or four weeks of end game calls, 
Uh, and I'm look, I, they're not excuses at all, but they but they've happened. And as you're frustrated and going through some stuff, it clearly boiled over. I don't think we've ever seen Mahomes that way. I wonder if that's a motivating factor because of that. Right. That's new. I wonder you wonder what impact that will have. But as I've slept on it, Tommy, and thought a lot about it, I, honestly, the 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 Chiefs just like this year for them, they don't have the margin of error they've typically had. And when you play a desperate and good team like Buffalo and you make mistakes and you're missing, I don't know, four of probably your top 10 players in that game due to injury, that's hard to overcome in the NFL. And the Chiefs just don't have that margin of error anymore. Like that ability to just, no matter what, oh, we got Mahomes, we'll be fine. I, I think that's the difference this year. And then obviously they're... Their wide receiver room, I mean, this is this is like a running joke at this point. The mistakes, the drops, the everything. It's just absolutely absurd. Uh, but it but it is reality. And can they overcome that? We'll see. They've had some big wins this year. They've had some frustrating losses. I don't think they've had any losses that make us think, oh, they're outclassed by XYZ team. But they just like they don't have the margin of error. They're in real danger of not getting home field. And that does damper the prospects of trying to win another Super Bowl, certainly. You call the wide receiver room a running joke, and I get that, but I also don't find it very funny. I mean, it's something that has happened all season long, and I just I don't understand how you can have so many different situations throughout the season that have, I mean, you can clearly point to one particular unit as being the root cause of the majority of the issues with this team. There are four games out of the five that the Chiefs have lost this season. Four of them came down to either a wide receiver drop or a wide receiver penalty. Four of them. And uh, like you, it's, it's crazy because so many different times when you look at a team when they lose, yeah, you can point at uh, maybe bad quarterback play or, you know, defensive units that aren't, you know, stopping anybody or whatever. This is so unique when you look at a, at a wide receiver room that literally, like, that's the root cause of all the issues. I understand what you're saying as far as the frustrations boiling over with Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid, but I was really disappointed with their comments after the game last night when they're talking about the officiating. They're talking about, you know, how it's disappointing that they made that call when they did. The reason that I'm disappointed with that is because it was the right call for the officials yeah. to make. It was the right it, call. Well, like, direct your frustrations towards the people who are actually making the issues. That's Kadarius Tony in this situation. It Kadarius reminds Tony, you of Jawan Taylor, right? Kadarius Tony is a professional football player who, I mean, he's not a rookie. It's not like it's his first game in the NFL. You should know where to line up. What are you doing? Like that's the most basic thing where, where the ball is, where the line of scrimmage is and where you line up. How do you do that? So I don't think, look, and I agree with you line up. It, it makes no difference to the play line up where you're supposed to line up. I, I think the frustration wasn't in that it was the wrong call. I think, well, two things, their frustration has boiled over from some no calls the week before at the end of a game. Like, I think they're frustrated, generally speaking, that they keep have games ending on that kind of a call. I think those two in particular are frustrated because of the amount of work and perfection it goes into pulling that play off, which was just absolutely a masterpiece, right? 
I think there's frustration there. But I think their general frustration on that particular instance is they've, you know, Andy Reid's coached in the league for a long time. Patrick Mahomes has played in the league now a long time. Their frustration came in that, and I, and I think you've seen enough people involved in the league reacting to this the same way. It's not that it was the wrong call. It's that it's it's the right call. It's that forever in this game, officials check receivers at the line and will just say, hey, back up, right? But why so, would you leave I, I know, it up to a, I know. an official I, I to get make it. that call, That's not what, right? I, I, Do your job. Yes. Do Correct. your job. And you don't Correct. even have to worry about the officials at that point. I'm just you trying remove to— remove the officials like, out of it. This is where Mahomes and Reed became frustrated, I think. So they had NBC last night on Sunday Night Football. I think their official, you know, in the is Terry McCauley. And he came on and he explained. He was like, number one, it's it was the right call. And, and everybody agrees that it was the right call. But he's like, here's the perspective that you're not going to— And he brought it up. He said, historically, and it was like one a year maybe— that this call was made offensive offsides one time a year, I think is what he said for the last, for a long time. It's been called 11 times this year. So clearly there has been an emphasis on this, right? And I think that, you know, if that's the case, one, you got to communicate that to teams. I, I'm not making an excuse for Kadarius, Tony line up on side, just like the Juwan Taylor thing. Like at some point, Line up differently. Stop getting called for the penalty, right? But I, I think what you saw from Mahomes and Reed is such a rare occurrence that it gives us real insight to how frustrated that team is right now. Any other time, they're not. And Patrick Mahomes certainly isn't doing that on the sideline. They're 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 definitely not bringing it into post game comments, right? They, I mean, the week before. They had the opportunity to do that on a bad call, right? On an incorrect call on the pass interference, and they wouldn't do it. So I think if nothing like lends itself to the amount of frustration that this team is feeling right now, let it be that. And Mahomes is never going to throw his receivers under the bus. He won't. But he should. But they d- well, he should. But the but the but the camera crews right now are so locked into. Well, let's just get his reaction every play, and you can see it. Now he's not immune either. He had a lot of bad throws yesterday. We're watching the game, and I'm like, dude, Mahomes, like like ground balls. Like what is happening? Like everybody is out of sync. He's making bad throws. They're more often doing the wrong thing at wide receiver. But it's just piling up right now. And the question will be, can they? Weather it. I love that he got fired up like that after the game. I think it may be the thing that does light a fire a little bit. Not that professional athletes ever have to have that. And the other thing Mahomes was frustrated about, by the way, is that Von Miller was offside on the very next play. So I, I think generally speaking, there's just been some frustration with officiating because it continues to be so impactful at the end of their games. I, I think that fire could be the thing. We'll see. We've never seen Mahomes act that way. Not but one you know, time here, in his career. Here's my rebuttal to that. I've heard multiple people, and, and you're the most recent one, that have said, all right, this is the turning point. You know, this is where... Oh, I don't know if it is. ...crucial, pivotal point, and this is where... Like, well, you just mentioned, like, Mahomes getting fired up, and, like, this is kind of where, you know, you kind of see things, the tides start to turn. No, I my said rebuttal, I want to see if that happens. I'm not saying that's rebuttal, going and, to happen. But, I, but I've heard other people that have said, all right, this is the moment now. 
you know, all the, the cards are on the table and, and it's pivotal and the turning point and crucial and all that. And we'll see how they turn things around. I would argue there have been several of those pivotal moments throughout the season, and they have not risen to the occasion after them. You know, like I look back to the MVS drop that lost the game for them. In my mind, that's a pivotal turning point where, you know, after that game, you're like, all right, what do we do? We got to fix this. And they didn't. They just, you know, stood pat. Or even going back further, like clearly the wide receiver room was an issue before the trade deadline. Okay, they're going to do something to fix it and reinforce it. And they did nothing like I just don't I don't have a whole lot of optimism that even with the situation like what happened last night with the referees magically something is going to happen where they're like, okay, we're going to go ahead and like the cards are on the table. We're going to turn things around right now. The bottom line is that if the Kansas City Chiefs did not have the most undisciplined unit in the NFL in their wide receiver room, they would be a one loss football team. That's reality. That's reality. Like that's not even conjecture that's the truth if they didn't have a wide receiver room that dropped the football and committed penalties they would be a one loss football team right now it's as simple as that and so if I'm Patrick Mahomes sure I'm absolutely frustrated but you know what I'm frustrated by I'm not frustrated by the referees I'm frustrated by the fact that my coaches my teammates my front office, they've let me down this season and not surrounded me with people that can actually get the job done. This is one of the prime years of Patrick Mahomes' career, and they're wasting it. They are wasting it by giving him guys that couldn't even suit up for a rec league football team, much less an NFL team. I, I think that I think that Chiefs fans, and and maybe you're speaking a little bit as a fan here, have become somewhat entitled. There's a reason NFL teams have never won three Super Bowls in a row. It is really hard to do, right? I, I think that hosting six straight AFC championships, like all of the things that have gone into this, it's a down year, and that's going to happen, right? It, it just is. The reality is the wide receiver room is not good enough. It isn't, but it's not like they didn't try. They made they made wrong decisions, but they didn't ignore it. <laughs> what did they it. do? They were they cheap. drafted two. They were they've cheap. drafted two receivers in the last they, two years in the first two rounds. They weren't cheap. They signed Marquez Valdez Scantling to a big deal. They got it wrong, but it wasn't a lack of effort. They just they didn't make good decisions. And Rashi Rice is a good decision. He's going to be a good player. Travis Kelsey's a year older. Uh, you know, MVS is not a good player. He's very bad. He was bad before he came in. That was a bad signing. Flat period. Full stop. Kadarius Tony. They didn't risk a ton. But they risked enough, and he's not good enough, and and that's a problem, obviously. But it's not for lack of effort. I don't I don't think there was, you know, they just evaluated the position wrongly with some of the players that they brought in. But they're trying to bring players in. I, I think that they played a good team yesterday without their lead back in a game they definitely needed to run the ball, right? Without one of their defensive, two of their defensive leaders that we've seen this year, and without their starting left tackle. They played Buffalo with those circumstances. That's a tough spot to try to win a game. They were in position for one. They had a great play drawn up. A boneheaded mistake called it off, and they're frustrated. So I, I think the reality for the Chiefs is we just have to look at it in reality and say they're not clearly cut the best team like they have been for most years in recent history. The question becomes, are they good enough if they're healthy come playoff time. Chris Collinsworth brought up a great point last night when the Cowboys were smashing the Eagles and everyone's trying to like make proclamations on, you know, who's the best team, who 
And Collinsworth was like, well, like people ask me that all the time and my answer is the same. How healthy are you when you get there? He's like, that's always my answer because it's almost a battle of attrition in this league. Now, for the Chiefs over the years, it hasn't. They just sort of have been able to overcome any of that stuff. This isn't one of those years. They're not good enough offensively to do that. And they're not good enough defensively to continually lose some of their key guys, right, and maintain that defense we've seen. So I think with the Chiefs, the reality is we got to just look at it and say, okay, we've seen this team this year. We know what they are. It's not like fluky that they're losing these games. This is what they are, right? They're an eight and five team that is in the, you know, the upper half of the AFC. And when the playoffs come, can they beat any team they would play? I think the answer to that is still yes. In a one no. game in a one game scenario, I think the Chiefs are capable of beating anybody. I don't think any team in the NFL outside of maybe San Francisco this year, you could say, boy, I don't know if any anybody's going to beat them. That doesn't mean I think San Francisco's unbeatable. It just means like as we watch it and as we watch things. I mean, the Ravens were taken to overtime by the Rams yesterday. The Chiefs could beat the Ravens if the Rams can take the Ravens to overtime in Baltimore. So, like, all of these little things that we see, it's just that is what the Chiefs are going to be this year come postseason. It's not a foregone conclusion. They may not, they, you know, they may not even be favored in some of the games. They're probably going on the road. Their chances to win one are far lower than they have been in years past. But And that's what it is. Like, now you just, I, now it's like back to what it used to be in the NFL and you take a shot. We're watching the game yesterday, you and I together, and I, I looked over to you at one point and I said, this looks like a one-and-done team. This looks like a team that will play in the playoffs. That team yesterday looks like a one-and-done and team. Yes. And here's the reason why I say that I, I don't think that even if healthy, they go into the playoffs and they look like a team that can make a run. It has nothing to do – well, I don't want to say nothing to do with the wide receiver issues. That's clearly a part of it. But that's not my reasoning behind saying that. My reasoning behind saying that is in the last three games, and I tweeted this last night, in the last three games, the Chiefs have fallen behind early by scores of 14 to 0, 14 to 6, and 14 to 0. In the three games before that, the Chiefs did not score half of those three games before. So we're talking about the last six games, the Chiefs have not been able to string together a full 60 minutes of football. They haven't done it. You have to probably go all the way back to, I don't know, maybe the Chargers game in October, maybe Correct. the Bears game before that, when they actually put together a complete 60 minutes of football. Even the Raiders game, when they flipped a switch in the second quarter and ended up beating Vegas by a ton, they fell behind 14 to nothing to start that game. So that that makes me believe that when you get into the playoffs, they're going to have stringing together an entire four quarters of football. It's been an issue all season long. So I would ask you, though, I would counter that with what team is doing that in the NFL. Maybe San Francisco. The Cowboys did it last night. Against the Cowboys the have played. That, that was the, they, they had played cupcakes before that, but they did. I, I don't want to take anything away from the Cowboys. That was awesome last night. I loved every second of it. Don't get me wrong. But, you know, I, I, certainly in the AFC, no team is doing that. Right, Baltimore can't play a second half to save its life. Right, if they're the top team, uh, and we'll see Miami. Miami is going to have to start playing somebody at some point. But you know, it'll be hard, and this will be hard for the Chiefs too, because the reality is those those games you were just talking about, Tommy, Denver, Miami, Philadelphia, the Packers, the Bills. You're talking about all 
high quality teams there. The Raiders, they did end up beating by 14 points. They they started slow, but those other games are against teams that are in the mix for the postseason. Those are good teams in the league. The next four, Patriots, Raiders again, the Bengals who actually look really good now, uh, and at the Chargers who look like crap. So the, the reality is the Chiefs are probably, and this is just normal NFL business, right? This is different than what we're used to with the Chiefs. Probably the Chiefs are going to look pretty good and a whole lot better over the next four games. Why? Because they're playing a soft portion of their schedule. And then we'll feel really good again. But we've got to remember this six-game stretch where they played high-quality teams and remember what it is and not get overly optimistic that, all right, they've got it figured out now. No, the reality is they're going to play worse teams, and they'll probably do much better against worse teams than they've done against the better teams. So then again, it will come into, do they have a shot in any game they play in the postseason? Yes, I still think they'll have a shot in any game they play in the postseason. They'll have good matchups. They'll have bad matchups. It'll come down to certain specific things. Buffalo is actually a bad matchup to me without Isaiah Pacheco. And you pointed this out yesterday, and I haven't even realized this, how how effective teams have been running the ball against the Chiefs. I liked James Cook in the game. I didn't realize that it had gotten that bad. And even in yesterday's game, the Bills didn't commit to the run. Nobody's committing to the run against the Chiefs for whatever reason, and they didn't either, even though Cook was lighting them up. So I don't know how big a deal that is. Um it won't be as big a deal now with Nick Bolton back, I would venture to guess. And once they get tranquil, if they can get tranquil and Bolton back, they're going to be much better against the run. But they haven't had both of those guys healthy, what, three games this year, maybe four, that, yeah, those, two, and, that those two have played together? And look, I think the one thing that I'm going to do over the next four games is you know, not automatically think that, oh, because it's a quote-unquote softer portion of the schedule, that the Chiefs are going to roll. I mean, you go back to— No, I don't know that they'll ago, roll, but they'll look back better. To, you go back a week ago, they're playing the Packers, and the, and the Packers are, I think, on the ascent. There's no doubt about that with Jordan Love, but I think a lot of people penciled that in as, okay, like they're playing the Packers. They're not, they're clearly a better team than Green Bay is, but the Packers did a great job game planning the Chiefs. They kept the ball out of Patrick Mahomes' hands. They ran yeah. the ball effectively against a defense for Kansas City that, while really good, they're not very good at stopping the run. And long, sustained drives. The Bills did that in the second half yesterday. They just kept the ball. I know they didn't fully commit to the run, but they kept the ball in their hands quite a bit. And that's what teams are doing, I think, to combat sure. Kansas City. They keep the ball out of Mahomes' hands. And then what ends up happening is the Chiefs finally get the ball back offensively, and boom, it's a three and out, and it's right back to the other team. You know, so th there's just so much is out of sync right now. And so much that we're accustomed to, I think that's the challenge, so much that we're accustomed to is not happening nearly at the same level like we're used to. And what's so out of sync is un uncurable if it doesn't come yeah. internally. That's the problem. This wasn't any different last year, except the Chiefs were able to counter with long, sustained drives of their own, right? That's what they did to try, you know, teams are always going to try to keep Mahomes off the field. But last year, they had players making plays to help them sustain those drives, not dropping passes, not making critical mistakes, not, you know, you set yourself up for the Kelsey-Tony lateral play, not just in that game, all year long, you're setting that play up by what you're yep. showing defenses. Yep. And and you have that happen. That's That, that play is... Is at like is absolutely a microcosm of this entire season. They have worked all year on that play. They pull it out at the literal perfect spot to win them a game 
and the receiver is offsides, a penalty we have never seen called in the history of football because it just doesn't happen. And you're and, and like that's it. That's this season. And again, so that's not a referee defined. thing. That's no. I'm not saying it's like I'm not saying it's a referee. I'm saying thing. like like line up better. Like do right. your job. And you yeah. know what? Like you mentioned, like fixing things internally. You know what they could do today? They could cut Kadarius Tony. That's what they can no, do. No, they can't internal. because they can't replace him. They don't have anybody to put out there. That's the that's it. That's a Brett. I'd Beach rather issue. have and again. I'd rather have ten players on the field than eleven Ooh. and have that eleventh person be Kadarius Tony right now. Yeah, he's he's uh, cut him, cut his ass today. <laughs> Get him off the team today. Do your job. They're not going to do that. Uh, but it, it, I don't know what they can do. I, the only thing I'm curious about now is. If Mahomes brings that energy to Monday practice or Monday meetings and the thought of that threat exists, they know that exists. It like doesn't they, matter though. They can't execute. So you can have that it you is can have so that fiery it's, it's all well and good, but they can't execute when it matters the most. Wild stuff for the Chiefs. It's been so long since it's been legitimately frustrating. It's I, I mean that's again. This is what everybody, and, and, you know, we have short memories in the NFL. This is what every team deals with every year. The Chiefs just haven't had to because they've had the crutch of Mahomes for so long now. They're going to have to figure it out. Can they beat any team that they play? Sure. The chances of doing it, are they as high as they used to be? Absolutely not. And and they're in real trouble. I think if you polled 10 Chiefs fans right now and said, do you think they'll win the Super Bowl? You might get two or three that say yes. I, I mean, that's – and that doesn't mean anything, right? It means nothing, but I think it, it just sort of defines the vibe of it. Uh, if you want to give us a call, 869-1240 on the IHOP hotline, you can do it. Uh, we'll get to a couple of comments on our video stream, your comments as well on this before we switch over to some college basketball. Fire away, Chiefs fans. Let it all out here. Let let it rip. We're, we're your sounding board. We're here for you on Sports Daily. It's all Brockton Caster. We'll be right back. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. 
Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. The commercials are over. Yo, I haven't got all day. 869-1240. Time to get busy. This is Sports Daily on KFH. All right, welcome back. Uh, the Von Miller play. So there now there's this big uh, Twitter war going on that... The, the screenshot originally showing Von Miller offsides was after the center snapped the ball. Before the center snapped the ball, I don't think he was offsides. So just to clarification there. From what I can gather on people arguing on Twitter right now uh, about, about what the issues are. I, I Look, people are going to pile on Mahomes for the tantrum. I get it. I like it, actually. I think it's, I think it's not going to hurt anything, and it could possibly help. So I'm all for it. After the game and the post game, that's a little bit different. During the game, love it. After the game, probably not, but I get it. Um, at some point, it's sort of like when, you know, it's like when a coach gets on an official relentlessly over time. There's an intended result from that, and it's so that you might get the call the next time. It, it's a, there's a little gamesmanship, I think, there too. Um, Albrecht and Caster here, Sports Daily, still reacting to the Chiefs' loss to the Bills. Uh, a couple of comments here. Rick says, how, when when uh, talking about other receivers before the season in reference to what Rick is saying here, how could he do it? They didn't have the cap room because of Chris Jones. Sure they did. The Chris Jones didn't end up costing them any more money at the end of the day. They could. That's why they didn't do a big deal for Chris Jones is because they knew they couldn't. Uh, so I, I don't think his deal and his holdout was any impact on what they ultimately decided to do at wide receiver. They just decided that they were going to be good in the room with Kadarius Tony, who they invested draft capital in, and Sky Moore and Rashi Rice, who they all of which they invested, you know, day one or two draft capital in. That you know, that's not enough. MVS wasn't enough. Uh, Zach says, "I'd rather they hold open tryouts and play a high schooler than play Tony one more game." I think that's about where Tommy is on this. Uh, I, I still see some promising like punt returns and stuff in Tony. He's not on the field much anyway. Like he's far down the list of contributors but I, I mean I don't I don't think it, it's too bad because you design those specialty plays for him because he is good with the ball in his hands and then that happens and it, it and look I, I I can't I still can't believe that he lined up offsides I also can't believe that he didn't get checked at the line which is the way I've always seen football be played too not not anybody's fault but Tony don't get me wrong I just like the totality of everything that happened I can't believe that it happened because it was such a perfect play at the perfect time and the perfect moment 
And I'm just like, oh, you cannot, like, you got to be kidding me. I think I said out loud, I was like, Kelsey, look at the flag. Like, like, I wish you could see the flag. Like, don't do it. Don't waste it. Because they threw the flag right at the beginning. We could all see it. Like, we all see the flag thing come right at the beginning of the play, and you're just like, oh, no. I think he thought that it was defensive offsides, and so I think he thought that it was He a may not play. have seen the flag. I mean, I mean, that would have been a tough ask, you know, 15, 20 yards down the field, but we could all see it. I and think you're just he thought like, it was a no. free play, and that's why he was kind of like, hey, I, I might said as holding. well see what I can do Right when he did it, I, I think my first reaction to it was, oh, no, there's holding. You know, I did not expect yeah. the offside thing. Uh, okay, so here's here's what uh, Carl Sheffer said. Ultimately, if they look for alignment advice, certainly we're going to give it to them. They're responsible. No warning is required, uh, especially if they're lining up so far off sides, they're actually blocking our view of the ball. So we would give them warning if it's anywhere close. This one was beyond a warning. I think the other point they made in some of those I comments was they didn't ask for a warning. Like a lot of the time on those checks, the receiver, of course, looks over and says, are we good? Again, this is all on Tony. Don't misunderstand yeah. what I'm saying. I'm saying I think some of the energy coming at Mahomes and Reed for being crybabies is a little bit misguided. One, they haven't had a chance to see the tape. They haven't had a chance to hear from the officials. So they're reacting to what happened in their world and their scope of things. In their world and in their scope of things, that never gets called because guys get checked at the line. So that's like their frustration is based on that. They haven't even seen the play yet by the time they're talking about it or reacting to it on the sideline. So I just like my point is there's there's just a little bit of misguided negative crybaby energy at them. You got to realize like when and how they reacted to that. They'll see it today. They'll probably talk about it and be like, yep, that's on us. I would bet you that that happens from Andy Reid today. And obviously, I'm incredibly irritated about what happened in that situation, irritated at Kadarius Tony, all of that. But I think that in the collective outrage about this, there are a couple of things that are going to get lost in the shuffle that are not going to be discussed or talked about as much. Number one, keep in mind that if that call, if that play had stood and the touchdown stood, Josh Allen still had like a minute and 15 seconds left on the clock to go back and do whatever, right? Like yeah. that was still that was still on the table. So that's number 1. Number 2 is that even the wide receiver that I think everybody understands that has sort of separated himself from the rest of the pack in Rishi Rice, he had a fumble that the Bills like took over, right? Like he turned the ball over at one point in the game also. Like that happened. And then number 3, and I mentioned it before the break, the Chiefs fell behind 14 nothing to start the game. And I don't know what it's going to take to get Kansas City out of the gate better. I mean, it wasn't that long ago that we were talking about how they weren't a second-half team and they couldn't score in the second half. Now, all of a sudden, they can't score in the first half. You know, they, they can't get out to a lead. They're playing from behind. That's new in the last three weeks. So, I mean, those are like three different things that I think it's going to get lost in the shuffle of the Tony offsides and the warning or lack thereof and the touchdown being called back and all of that, it's all going to be lost in the shuffle of, you know, these other things that I think are are just as, if not more important. Who is the most notorious and famous big game, you know, football player? Like, when it, like, who comes to mind when you think of, like, don't make this guy angry or don't give this guy ammo or don't count this guy out? And it's Tom Brady. 
Tom right? Brady. Is, is, Aaron Rodgers so is up there. Remember, but but I, even more than Rodgers, think about Brady over the legacy of the Patriots and how many times it, they were written off prematurely in individual seasons and, you know, toward the end there, obviously bigger picture. But even in those individual seasons, are the Patriots done? Is Tom Brady done? Are they— Nobody used that, and, and I would argue that the next best don't motivate this guy guy since Brady is Mahomes. I think the point of this morning is there's still four games left in the regular season. There's still the postseason. I don't think there's a clear-cut favorite, especially in the AFC. I, I just don't think at any point, unless there's significant injury, and injuries played a part yesterday too for sure, I just like want to remember that all of these things happening is just the Chiefs being more human than they've been in the past. Yeah, they have been the immune to this stuff for years. They're not now, but that doesn't mean that that and that's why like the reaction on the sideline to me it's like, huh. Like could that be an unlocking even if it's just for Mahomes and Kelsey? who are two big gamers like that. Like, even if it's this, just those two that say, you know what, street ball. Rest of the season, we're playing yeah. street ball. But, but Let's look, go. But look, here's the problem with what you just said. Mahomes, I mean, I agree with you. Like, outside of Brady right now, Mahomes is that guy that when you make him mad, you know, he's going to uh, you know, blow you apart. The issue is that the rest of the team, he still has to live with, right? Like, outside of Travis Kelsey. Totally. So what... What more can he do? Like he could be the most super. Well, he can he can the throw planet. the ball better because he had lots of bad throws lot yesterday. Do. You want him to go catch the ball himself? You want him to no. throw it and then run and catch it himself? Like there's only so much that Patrick Mahomes can yep. do. And my issue with where things are at right now, like I, I don't remember. I think the last time I was maybe this mad about a Chiefs team was the year that their offensive line was terrible and Mahomes was getting killed. And was running for his life, game in and game out. And I remember then saying, they're number one going to get him killed. But number two, they are wasting a year of his prime. And that's the way I feel right now, too, in a different way. They are wasting a year of like some of the best uh, performance and production that Patrick Mahomes can have. But because and, they and, don't win a Super Bowl to say they're wasting When I said, like, and, and like when I say, like, you're— it's not entitled isn't the right word, but it's almost like when you have this greatness, you forget what you have expectations is like. No, you have you have so you have I, it's expectations not it's not based on the wasting, way the team is performed. It's not wasting sure it a is. year. It, it's not like otherwise every what is year every team doesn't playing, win a Super Bowl is wasting is the, a year. What is the goal and expectation every single year? It's to win a Super Bowl. You, you think it wasn't that way with Tom Brady and the dynasty that the Patriots had? They didn't win it every year, no, but that but was they the had, expectation, certainly. They had to every rebuild that roster like five different times. And they did. They did multiple Not times. Not every still- single season. Like, it takes time to rebuild a roster. Like, you can't... Like, when, when you have great players and you have to lose them, you have to replace them, that takes time. Like, it, the, otherwise... The Patriots would have won the Super Bowl every year and not, you know, every other year, every three years or whatever it was. Like, it, like it's not a waste to have to rebuild the roster. It's not a waste to have to try and find a way to replace Tyreek Hill. It's not a waste to, you know, in, I, need to invest in, that, in an offensive line so other places may suffer. To take it a step further, though, when you're, we're looking at specifically the wide receiver room, 
we know the way that Brett Veach prefers to build that wide receiver room. And, and look, I've got a lot of respect for Brett Veach. He's the architect of two Super Bowl championship teams. I've got a lot of respect for him as the generator. But the way that he's managed this wide receiver room has been bad. I mean, let's call it for what it is. It's been flat out bad. Bad decisions. Outside of Rishi Rice, bad drafting. Bad trades, bringing Kadarius Tony, Bad signings with MVS. It's been bad. And the problem that I have, and the reason why I don't have a whole lot of optimism for this specifically, is because Brett Veach looked at the wide receiver room before the year and said, yeah, we're good with that. He looked at the wide receiver room before the trade deadline and said, yeah, we're good with that. So in what world do we expect him to look at it after this season and say, you know what, we probably need to make some changes. I don't have, maybe he will, but I don't have a whole lot of optimism that he's actually going to do that. Well, MBS is a bad contract. That takes time to negotiate. But the decisions he made at wide receiver last year were good enough, right? So I guess you can take that as your confidence. That, that, and was he, was he the drafter of, of Tyreek Hill or was Dorsey? I don't know if who the evaluator on Tyreek Hill was. was. Yeah. But last year, is the, last year is the easy answer on that. What he thought was good enough in the wide receiver room last year was good enough. They won a Super Bowl, right? So I, I'm not – he didn't do a good job with the wide receiver room. I, I, I screamed all offseason they needed a wide receiver. I don't want to defend any of that. Like, I, I, they, they needed to do something better. I said that all offseason long. They were restricted in how they could do that. They had to spend first-round picks on the defensive line. They absolutely had to fix the offensive line. Those were bigger priorities. I still think they're bigger priorities. Uh, this is just as about as bad as you can say. Okay, everybody venting a little bit about that Chiefs loss to Buffalo yesterday. Let's hear from Earl. Earl, one of our great Chiefs callers. Earl, I'm curious to know how you're <clears throat> feeling this morning. Well, let me start this with this, and it's an old school one. But, you know, I was always asked, what's the difference between a Chiefs fan and a puppy? At some point, the puppy quits whining. So let's keep all that in mind as we think of what occurred here. Look, man, a, a great philosopher once said, man, there, that rear view mirror on your car is so small because those things in the rear view are small, and the windshield is huge. So it's all still in front of us. Given everything that has occurred, we still can go toe-to-toe with the best of them. But here's the thing. Hopefully, and this is what I'm hoping for, after a team wins the Super Bowl in the past few years, it's been very difficult on them to regain focus. They're on talk shows. Everybody's asking more time out of them for other things. So they come into the next season not quite as focused as they had been because, you know, there are a lot of hands on their time in the offseason. So the Chiefs may have fallen into that little trap there. And before when I talked about the enemy being gone, the iron fist, right? So the focus has not been sharp, not been laser sharp at all, and it shows with these stupid little mistakes. So I'd say this. Mahomes going off the way he did is hopefully enough to get that whole locker room laser focus on the task ahead because it's still all in the front windshield there. Everything is still in front of us. Still can happen. Yes, you can go on the road. Chiefs are good on the road. You know, for the longest time, we had lost, what, seven playoff games at Arrowhead in a row, you know? So the road, we can handle the road. But I also, there's just one little thing, and I don't want to be called a conspiracy theorist, 
there's a guy at you guys' radio station who changed from being a Raiders fan to a Chiefs fan. When that occurred, all of these things started happening even tenfold. So, Bob, go back to your Raiders, man, and leave our Chiefs alone. I didn't know that happened. We'll have to look into that. I, I wasn't well, aware of that. He, he jumped the shark, couldn't handle it anymore. But as soon as he did, we've lost all these games. What, four <laughs> out of the last six? You take know, take I mean, it. Yeah, you're going to you're gonna have to take that to task. I. Earl, I, good call. You can hear the music there. Great call because I agree with you. It's there. I, and I think the other part of the reason it's there is I just don't think there's anybody else out there that's insurmountable. The closest thing we have is the Niners. And they lost three in a row this year. So we'll see. There's, there's the, the thing is, too, the NFL is very much a what have you done for me lately, like a last four weeks kind of a league. There's still four weeks left in the regular season. We still got a long way to go before we even get to the playoffs. And if quarterbacks keep dropping like flies, who knows what's going to happen in this league? We'll talk about the rest of the NFL on the other side. Also, some college hoops. Your calls on the IHOP hotline. Appreciate it, Earl. We'll be right back with hour number two right after this. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Oh, oh, oh. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. 